We're talking the worst three returns on investment with any home improvement or renovation that you're going to do on this episode of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. Welcome back to your weekly awkward and hostile conversation on KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. Are you in a better mood this week? I am. I am. Good. Excellent. Last week, I was just miserable. This week, I'm feeling great. And look at you. You're even wearing the same wrinkly sweater. <laughs> same wrinkly sweater. Do you dry that in a dryer or hang it? No, I dry it okay, on cool. a low, you know, one of those bullshit low settings. Did it change it at all? I always worry about it. We hang everything. No. It did the first wash. Yeah. Tightened it up a little bit, but actually, this was oversized for me, so it's oversized for you, I too. know. I should probably put it in the dryer. And you have grill well, arms. Why, is, why are those long? Uh, the sizing I'm on stretching these, it. I don't. I often, the sizing on all of this is a little bit off. Yeah, unless you. Well, it will be for some people. It fits me. Right. Well, anyways, let's move on. So last week, last week, in last week's episode, we discussed the in episode two seventy three best upgrades in the house for ROI. This week, the worst ROI investments. No. <laughs> Top three upgrades, top home improvements. No, bottom three. Bottom three. Bottom three. I'm gonna read my three off. ROI. You read your three for off. home improvement. Last time I felt like we rambled on a little bit too much. So this week, let's. Last week was a little bit boring. Yeah, maybe. I'm gonna tell you my three. You tell me your three, and we'll discuss them. Okay. I'd like to hear everybody else's bottom and top three. Yes, if you are listening. Well, obviously, you're listening. Comment where you think your money is best spent and least well spent when upgrading your home as it relates to return on investment. All right, my top three. You mean your bottom three? My top bottom three. Window coverings. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, a Roof. I'll elaborate when we get to it. Uh, you need to. And then the, the last one is not a specific thing, it, but it's anything you don't convey value in when you sell. That's what I have written down. I don't know what the hell that means, so let's start with your first one. Okay, window coverings. So window coverings are very expensive. Yeah. And the range in value or cost is... I mean, astronomical. I don't know people spend as much on window coverings as they do a kitchen. And for the purpose of ROI and when you go to resell, a house that has the fancy... I won't Custom any, draperies. Any, yeah. Which are motorized, whatever. Like, you're not getting that money back versus the house that has functional cheaper versions, maybe just drapes from Ikea. Like I feel like you lose a lot of that value. Even going from... I'm going to put an asterisk on all of this because it all depends on the home. If you're yeah, selling so a $10 well, million dollar home in KT old Confidential asterisk. There's always an asterisk. Right. Because, yeah, there's a lot of variables. Some houses... That's what we do on this podcast. We debate. Right. So some houses, when you get into the higher some end luxury call it homes... Awkward. When you get... Or hostile... Shout out to, if we can get his name, maybe that'd be good. We can give him a little shout out. We appreciate the fact that you think we're hostile because we are. Yes. And did you respond? Towards each other. Saying we were like a married couple or something? Yes. 
So the same, it can have the adverse effects. So now we're talking about don't go overboard. Right. You got a $10 million house with Ikea curtains. Right. Your money's wasted. Right. You need to go to the higher end there. Yes. Whereas on the average home. We're talking about an average home. That's who we're talking to. Right. um, Just be mindful of what you're spending. You don't need the fancy stuff because nobody else is putting any value to it. Right. Even if you have... If you're getting, let's say you want California shutters, which I've never been a fan of. But just as an example, you want Cali- California, California shutters, shutters actually suck. They do. They look pretty good, but they also block out a lot of light. They're awkward when you open them, especially if you well, have furniture with them. They're hard to clean. Airflow in the winter, you're going to get airflow, a lot of moisture and mold yeah. on your windows. Don't get and California shutters. And I have California shutters throughout most of my house. So we I don't replaced know the-, the California shutters. Did you see the new blinds that we put in the back of the house? No. So in the living room and kitchen, big windows, they are, I don't know how long they are. Yeah. They are seven feet long by six feet high. They're big windows. And they were all nice California shutters. Yeah. Couldn't open them because the couch couch is there. And then the table over there. They were broken too, weren't they? I repaired them, but you know. If somebody pulls on it, like with the kids, yeah. pull on it too hard, the thing comes off. Anyways, we replaced it with the zebra blind with motorized. Um, they're motorized, so there's a you click the button and you can Fancy. stop it at any point. So it's nice because that's where all the sun comes in during the day and then at night. Right. And we don't have to move anything. We don't touch anything. It's right. very nice. So even with the shutters, though, where I was getting with that is... Um, I imagine, I don't know the price difference, but I would imagine if you go with wood shutters, they come at a premium compared mm-hmm. to the vinyl the vinyl or whatever other material they use. I don't like things like that. I don't think you're getting that value back right. in most cases. And in most cases, and this goes... But I hate those cheap wood blinds. You know, like the... I have those in one of my, or two of my rooms. Yeah. They're, they are cheap. I agree. I hate them. Yeah. Um, but this goes back to my, was it point number, well, it was point number three. But this goes to the point where one of the worst ROIs is anything you don't build value in when you sell. Right. Right. Like I don't, the vast majority, like 99% of the time, if a house has shutters, it says it has shutters. It doesn't say what kind of shutters. Right. doesn't say what um, material it is. No. If it has doesn't say if there's any warranty that comes How along with it. How often do you see it say Hunter Douglas window coverings? Right. Well, you do in our brochures. Always. And that's my point. So it's just like buying something on eBay that there's multiple postings, multiple listings of the same product. If you have a product that is properly photographed with a nice description and priced properly, your listing is more likely to sell. It's like selling anything on the planet. Right. And... With our automotive background, that's what instilled that in us. Because if you look at most car brochures, the back of the brochure is usually... Very detailed. Very, very detailed. Like half of the stuff you're reading, you probably don't even know what it is. Right. Like even if you have a gas range, we go and elaborate and say... With double oven, BTUs six burners, the, model, right. name, whatever. Like, you get specific because that's how you have to build value in these things. 
So uh, anyways, I think there's a lot of money wasted on window coverings. I do think they're great to have. Um, but as your neighbor, I thank you. Yes. Well, your forest back there prevents you from having any vis- visibility. Actually, that's something we didn't talk about in last week's episode. Trees. I think there's a good return on investment with trees. Yeah, but that's also debatable because Natalie bugs me all the time that, oh, yeah, you planted all these things, can't, it's a forest, and she hates it. Oh, it looks great, though, and it's peaceful when you're out there. She had a friend over who went into the backyard and absolutely loved it. Right. And, yeah, it's so nice and peaceful, feels, doesn't feel like a new, new build home or whatever. Right. But that's all at, you know, yes. kind of like a baby isn't ugly to the parents, but it is to everybody else. I think the parents know deep down that they have an ugly baby. They just don't want to admit Your it. Your kids were cute. So were mine. So they were, oh, but they're also funny looking like Tessa had so much hair. She looked like a oh, yeah, troll. I forgot about that. Right? She was a cute kid in my eyes. Uh, all right. Next Roof. You you rolled your eyes or you were like, what? You raised your eyebrows or you didn't roll your eyes. You raised your eyebrows when I said roof. So the range and value for a roof, like when we're selling houses, especially this time of year. Oh, I just thought of another thing now that I'm saying that. But I don't, You're such a squirrel. No, but related to the subject, I don't think if you're getting if you're getting a fifty year shingle or a twenty year shingle or a metal roof or you know what I mean, like I don't think in many cases you're getting that value back. I don't a new roof, new roof shingles are just new roof shingles. Yes, right. When yeah. you're selling, in most cases, yeah. again, asterisks. Yeah. There's always exceptions. Okay. Um, so if you're getting like if the roofer sells you instead of this fifteen twenty or they're all what twenty year shingles now. I think that's average, pretty common. Yeah. Or maybe minimal. <clears throat> so if you get the 50-year shingle because they upsell you and they say, oh, yeah, you're going to get this, but you're going to call me back in 12 to 15 years, get the 50-year right. shingle. Yeah, it's 40% more, but you're saving in the long run. So if you get that, you're saying you're not really getting a return on that. Correct. As long as it's just new shingles. Correct. If you're selling in the first and if you- five to seven years, let's say. Even 10 years. Like, look at these houses we're selling right now in our neighborhood, which are verging on needing new roofs. Yes, I'm going to get mine done probably this year. Me too. We should probably talk about that. Yeah. We need we can get a deal. Coordinate it. But would you want regular roof shingles? uh, Well, opposed to... Are you going with the 50-year shingle? No, no, I don't care. Metal? I don't, I'm, I'd be open to looking at options, but I right. don't plan on being there for 50 years. I didn't plan on being there for 13. Nor did I. I've lost track of what I was going to say. But my point, oh, what I was going to say is if you do choose to do something that is better than average, going back to my third point, is make sure you convey the value. <laughs> so if you do go with the 50-year shingle, include a link to the product in your marketing Whatever. Make sure people know what they're getting. Right. To maximize the return on your investment, you have to actually sell. Yes. And then it can have the adverse, the opposite effect. It can have, it can make or break the deal. Like maybe someone's like, oh yeah, my yeah, goodness. Yeah, we get it. You're talking right? a lot today. Okay. Well, I'll go to my three. 
Sorry, I'm just trying to add some hostility to this. Continue. Expensive hardware and fixtures. Hardware being door handles. Door handles, even uh, door hinges. Yes. Oh, I just replaced all of my hinges. Good story. Light fixtures. You can go (laughs) crazy. You can go crazy on light fixtures from a hundred dollar fixture to thousands of dollars. If you go into a nice lighting store and you see a chandelier, it might be ten thousand dollars. But well, the one in my foyer was eight hundred, and that was probably more than I needed to spend. Right, you could have spent two hundred and have the same return on investment. Correct, but you can, as a percentage. I mean, my um, opinion on this has changed over figure, the years. Sorry. Originally, I was a big fan of. Include everything. Don't make, leave any. Don't make any exclusions. But now I'm so like. If, so if you sold your house now, would you replace that fixture for the purpose of selling? Because you know you won't get that eight hundred back. No, I wouldn't. I would just list it as an exclusion if I wanted to keep it. To me nowadays, I don't feel like in the beginning or years ago, I felt like that was a deterrent. But now I don't think it is. And I think if you really want to keep something listed as an exclusion. I disagree. And it can, we really need that button. Yeah. And it and it becomes, maybe it becomes a negotiating point. So then they become so fixated on that. If any of you listening know where we can order a custom button with a sound bite, kind of like, what's the Staples one? That was easy. That was easy. We need a that was easy button that says, I disagree. Yes. Can somebody help us source that? I think we're slowly after 200 and how many episodes? 70. 70. 73. We're 74. slowly figuring out the format of this podcast. So expensive hardware and expensive fixtures. So when I say expensive, it's like you're getting the luxe stuff. Again, the asterisk if you have a luxury home. How do you say that word? What? Asterisk. Asterisk. How, I don't, <laughs> when you learn how to say it, then ask me. That's why I'm asking you. I don't, I always wonder, I don't, I don't know. Asterisk. Asterisk. Sk. Sk. Not X. Not X. Okay. It's A-S-T-E-R-I-S-K. T-E-R. Asterisk. I-S-K. I think. Can somebody check the spelling? Asterisk. And we're still waiting on the name of that guy, Robbie. Oh, you wanted him to get it during the podcast? Yes. I'll give him a shout out in the podcast. We'll give him a shout out at the end. Why? Because I, I think it was a, was it a guy? Anyway. Who I knows? Don't know. Carpeting. Carpeting? Yeah. So you know how many times people... Oh, because they're going to tear it out anyways? Yeah. So a lot of people replace carpet with carpet. Yeah. Or install carpet in basements because they think it's warmer and whatever. Nobody wants carpet anymore. So they, yes, they're going to rip it out. They're going to put hardwood. They're going to put vinyl. Why are you looking at Robbie? You got it? Sure. Ibrahim F2100. Thank you for your comment. That's all I wanted to do. Right. Carpet. Good thing it was uh, rated family-friendly, Ibrahim, unlike this podcast, which is hostile. 
you've confused me. But carpet. So his name, his handle. Oh, I see what you're saying. It's not like Dickface42. That's right. Like we have on many of our Reddit uh, reviews exactly. that we read. So carpeting. If you install carpeting, nobody wants it. It's a bad return on your investment because people see it as a cost now to replace it. Okay. You don't agree? I, I, I asterisk. <laughs> I think there's asterisk. scenarios where it's a good idea. How, how were you saying it before? Asterix. X. X. I I feel like there are times where it's a good option. Let's say I'll give you a scenario. You've got you've got carpet everywhere. A S T E R I S K. Yeah, so I was right. You've got no. Let's let me think about how to do this. You've got hardwood, hardwood everywhere except for in the bedrooms, carpeted bedrooms, and it's worn, right? And you're just going to sell. No, you're right. Thanks. Third one. <laughs> when you but can I just say one thing quickly? If you are replacing carpet with hardwood or laminate, Make sure it matches whatever it's butting up to. Yes. So oh, that's the worst. Match it to the stairs. Match it to the adjacent hardwood in the other room. Don't have, you know, big differing colors or yeah. materials. And how many times we see where there's nice hardwood stairs, oak stairs, stained dark, and then on the second floor there used oak. to be there's some cheap lam natural oak laminate. Yeah, do it right. That's the biggest thing for this whole conversation. The worst ROI is when you shortcut it and you just make a bad decision. Sloppy work. And that goes back to if you're, I would, even we consult designers. Yeah. Consult with somebody who knows what they're talking about. Sometimes we don't agree, but we get opinions. Last one. When you turn your garage. So last week you talked about adding extra square footage to your home, living space. Yes. Inside and outside the house. Yes. And it's a good like, return. Yes. If you do it in the garage, oh, that's like converting a that into interior heated space. Correct. So if that's you look the worst decision. as an example in Milton, there's one specific neighborhood, which is called Dorset Park. If you drive around that neighborhood, why are you laughing? You just said it funny. You know how you give me a hard time for saying Toronto? Because it's Toronto. Right, you 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 emphasize the syllables in Dorset Park. The Dorset, you said Dorset Park. I did, which actually I usually don't. Right, but maybe That's it's because of my enunciation for the podcast, where unlike you, I make a viable attempt and a feasible one to not have filler words. Um. Uh, First of all, can we go back and count how many filler words I've used in the last two episodes? Because I'm going to tell you one hand. I call bullshit. All right. I'm going to have Tiffany count. Fine. That's going to be her job this afternoon. Okay. So you convert the garage. Most of them, it's often like the single garage that you can open it up or it already has access to the house. But they convert it into living space and it's no longer two things have a garage it's you lose value immediately because it's you you have now no garage no garage which is 
huge, especially in the suburbs and, well, most places right. because people need storage and parking. Well, whatever. There doesn't and need the to other be a reason. Is, a house without a garage only, is worth less than a house with a garage. Not only does it lose value immediately, you're not adding any value because no the, the layout and configuration of that room being added to the existing it's space an awkward is room. awkward. Yep. And usually you don't do it right, so you're stepping down... Or whatever. It's just horrible. And you're going to have potential moisture or mold issues because now you're heating the space. So if you don't seal it off properly with the right materials and... Well, not to mention, what does the front of the house look like now? And is it to code? Do you have proper electrical to meet code? What about fire? Fire ratings, things like that. Right. And nobody wants to deal with converting it back, especially if it's a fully finished space now. And you're probably going to spend ten to fifteen thousand bucks doing it, and you're decreasing the value on an average million dollar home. Probably how much? Okay, throw that out. Million dollar home in Dorset Park. Okay, had a garage. Now doesn't have a garage. Yeah, it's like a raised bungalow. Two identical houses. One has an extra 200 square feet of living space, but doesn't have a garage. Correct. And the living space is, you know, a little bit awkward. awkward. Correct. I would say... So the house with the garage is worth a million. 30 to 50,000 less. The house without the garage, but that extra living area... Is worth 30 to 50 grand less. And we're talking averages. So somebody might still pay a million for that home. Yeah, we somebody will that. see value for it, but your your pool of it's like interested our buyers is reduced. Episode. Yes, there's a lot of different opinions. Right. If you are a stinky person and have a stinky pet. Listen, the stinky person doesn't know they're stinky. That's why there's so many people talking about the stinky people versus the stinky pets. Okay. So there you have it. There's See you next week. Our list. Ciao. Bye. What do you think are the worst three returns on investment that you can make when doing a renovation or a home improvement? We want to hear it. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to KT Confidential, the real estate podcast.